0: The Beer Me Boys, there's bad words in this episode, and I'm telling their moms, please listen responsibly.
1: Do you ever have one of those movies that it feels like autobiographical almost?
0: <laughs> I was not expecting
1: that. Uh, yeah, of course. Like I was watching this thing, and I, I just kept like reliving moments of my past. And like I'm waiting for my dad to come out and just say, "Get a fucking job. Stop being a fucking dinosaur."
0: There it is. Okay.
1: And it never happened. Like my Richard no. Jenkins daddy never came out and he said that. He never
0: shows me. up and tells you to stop being a dinosaur and get a job.
1: This movie's a goddamn treat, man. This movie. <laughs>
0: I had no idea what I was signing us up for.
1: No. And like you just saw the name of it and went, right? Is that all you did? The like name, that looks interesting I,
0: enough. I knew the premise of the movie when I first read it three years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and remember thinking, that's going to be a good one for the show. And sure enough,
1: you were right. Three <laughs> years ago, you were right. I was talking to Donnie, who's always in his element. Always. And he said that he watched this thing when it came out with his son. And they still debate whether it was the best movie they've ever seen or the worst movie that they've ever seen. But they both agree that they've seen it. They definitely have seen it. Of course, this week we are talking about 2019's The Pastor," written and directed and edited by, <laughs> as it says in the credits, <laughs> Brendan fucking Steer. He gets Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Famous director, Brendan fucking Steer. The most famous. God, I don't even know where to begin with this thing, man. This I, thing is off either. the rails. If you need to, pause it right now. Go on to Peacock, go on to Amazon Prime, go on to Freebie or whatever it is. This movie is playing weirdly everywhere. Go on to YouTube. It's there too. Do you want to just get into it? Like, I. Yeah. Um, the amount of blood that is rushing to my prenus right now <laughs> no, I'm not about it, is making me worried that I'm going to pass out from the lack yeah. of blood in my upper brain.
0: Well, I mean, you could watch this movie three times and you would still be within the oh, four yeah. hour limit let's the, pretend
1: the- like i didn't watch it three times in the past two days <laughs> let's pretend that brian oh i'm just saying
0: that three times watching this movie you're still under the allotted time before you have to contact your doctor about
1: having a prenus uh
0: erection for so long and if
1: your election last morning four hours call more ladies
0: Because this movie's only 75 minutes long.
1: But it's like a cool 75 minutes long. This movie knew exactly what it was. It knew exactly how long to stick around for. It never overstays its welcome. Yeah. Uh, You said 2019 movie,
0: and that's an interesting thing because IMDb lists it at 2018. But the movie came out in 2017 and did the whole uh, international film festival circuit. Okay. And then blew up because people just loved the name, basically and the premise, and they were like, I want to see this movie, and that's kind of when it, it got a wider release on streaming platforms in 2019.
1: It is always fucky whenever a movie does that, though. It like is. Like, with the, the release time, it's only fucky to us plebes who do a show and announce the date of movies. What year did that movie come out? If you guessed in the late 2010s, you're right. Sure. <laughs> if you told me it came out in the 2000s, I would be like, yeah, probably. Sure. <laughs> this movie is evergreen, bro. Exactly. Let's get into it again. Let's get into it. Before I pass out.
0: start with our story and motivation um, category, which we pull the the synopsis from Wikipedia. We kind of
1: more of a a general loosey-goosey
0: feel. see how
1: it goes. Can I tell you something else that's really exciting? Yeah. It's that time of year, buddy. It's that time of year. Oh, the summer Shandy. The summer Shandy's out, buddy. Shandy season. I'm so excited. (laughs) All around. So excited. Shandy me a (laughs) movie. Not the same. Uh, it still counts. It's like you're gonna yeah, beer me half a movie. And the other half, called so my sweet lemonade. Well, when when Hollywood hands you lemons,
0: shandy me a movie.
1: That's the best you got.
0: That's the best I'm willing to
1: commit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the look on your face is, Don't say anything more, please, Dave. Don't call. Yeah, me don't out. please don't fall. Just let it die. Let it die.
0: When life hands you lemons, you turn them into velocipasters. Can
1: only hope. Roman Catholic <laughs> priest Doug Jones, played by Greg Cohen. Greg fucking Cohen, thank you. Greg fucking Cohen? Absolutely. If you're in this movie, you're probably getting a fucking. <laughs> yeah, again, that's fair. This guy looks like um, God, what
0: who does he? I feel like at different points in the movie he reminded me of different people. Like at one point he was giving me serious Michael C. Hall. And then at other points it was just pure Ben Stiller.
1: That's fair. And then a little bit of Benedict Cumberbatch at points. I got that a lot, but this is like the perfect actor for this role. I feel like because he's playing a priest, he's supposed to be kind of playing it very straight and serious, Yeah, but at the same time, incredibly over the top comedy. (laughs) Like (laughs) it is so dry that it might as well just be like a cat licking your balls or something. That's
0: not an experience I've had.
1: That's not a saying by you?
0: No. Uh, It's so dry, it might as well be Canadian soda. Do you feel
1: good about that one? That was a ginger ale joke, Dave. I got that. Thanks, man. It's good that you like (laughs) relax my tum tum while I'm thinking about a cat licking balls. Jesus Christ, what has this movie done to me? Yeah. um... (laughs) So, anyway, I fucking hate
0: cats.
1: (laughs) Why is that the first that comes to my head? They got a tongue like sandpaper. And then I have a ball sack like sandpaper, so it's really just sandpaper (laughs) Sandpaper rubbing up against each other.
0: Could have just said, drier than sandpaper, sanding sandpaper. (laughs) I could have, but that's not nearly as colorful. No, and the color you chose was blue. That's right. (laughs) As that
1: movie says, blue is the warmest color.
0: They, They do say that in that one movie. That's right. Doug Jones witnesses his parents die in a car fire.
1: Uh, Quick question. Do we witness his parents die in a car fire? We do not. (laughs) We see his parents. We do, but it's because we get something better. So much better. For style and tone, this movie set the bar ridiculously high right away. So early. Instead of the car being on fire and the parents going kablooey, it is just an empty parking spot on the side of the road that says, VFX car on fire. I love it. If you don't know what you had signed up for before, you certainly do now.
0: Immediately, I was like, all right, I am definitely in.
1: Hard in. Hard in.
0: So after the tragic death of his parents, uh, Father Stewart, played by Daniel fucking Steer, who I think might be the director's father?
1: He must be. He's like this weird, goofy-type priest also, playing it straight, playing it like the tiniest bit creepy, but also not. He's like his guiding light of weirdness. (laughs) I think that's the best way to describe him. Yeah, guiding light of weirdness. He basically tells Doug, uh,
0: you gotta go somewhere godless to try to find God again. So Doug goes to China.
1: (laughs) I love how across the the screen it gives us like the location. Kind of like they do in like Gardens of Galaxy, like, oh nowhere. Right. Right across the screen. This one says China in big bold letters, and the first word after that (laughs) is Doug Jones on screen going, Ah, China. so good. I lost (laughs) it laughing.
0: (laughs) He goes to China on a spiritual journey and comes across ninjas searching for an artifact said to turn people into the dragon warrior.
1: And I'm not even quite sure what the dragon warrior is. Like, I can guess by the name, but (laughs) it is not the same thing.
0: That's not the same. But then again, I mean, it's up to interpretation, I guess. Is it,
1: though? Once you see it, Yeah. Well, Doug's gonna find the artifact, and he becomes infected by this thing somehow. Yeah, and he, he starts uh, he, like having like s- these nightmares and stuff. Squeezes it too hard, <laughs> and he becomes infected by. Well, it. Well, he like rubbed his hand up against a bush, and it cut it, and then the artifact got close to the wound. Definitely not in it. I saw the nope. movie three times. Definitely not in it, but it was enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess.
0: Dave, I have something that I have not had in a while, no and I was way. shocked that this movie had them. More so, I was shocked by the contents of this one, because this is an actual IMDb trivia Holy fact.
1: hell, welcome
0: back. According to the DVD commentary... <laughs> There's a DVD! <laughs> yeah, that was the part that shocked me after being shocked that there were IMDb trivia facts. According to the DVD commentary by the writer-director, the Velociraptor costume used in the film has been in his basement for years. It had been made for a high school play, but the school's principal refused to let it be used because he
1: believed it made the play too violent. Sounds like the greatest gift a principal could have given a student.
0: Ever. Wow. We can't use that. Keep it in your basement for years and then use it to become famous.
1: Have a velociraptor. I almost said pastor again. Yeah. Just keep it in your basement. Break it out whenever you feel the need to. It's not one of those bullshit inflatable ones that the cool kids are wearing in high school or whatever. this is a
0: solid papier-mâché Tyrannosaurus face on a body that's supposed to be, I think,
1: a raptor. I think so. It's definitely a humpback
0: it, uh, yes. version.
1: <laughs> well, that's because that's where
0: Zachary Steer is, is inside the costume, maneuvering yep. it. That's, that's right. right. Another Steer.
1: There's so many Steers.
0: Steer, full movie. I mean, it's written, directed, edited, and then two of the characters. Well, a main character and a guy in a suit. I love it. I love it All so much. All parts of this to your family. So one night, Greg saves Carol, played by Alyssa fucking Kempinski. Sure. <laughs> who is a pre-med law prostitute. As you do. As you can. Yeah, it's just people are way more shocked when they find out I'm pre-med in than law. Than,
1: than being a prostitute? Like, what do you lead with if you're introducing yourself? Like, hi, I'm Carol. I'm. Which one do you <laughs> use as the icebreaker? I would use the prostitute thing as the icebreaker. That would definitely break the ice. But then you can kind of like pretty woman, like, no, I'm like the prostitute with a heart of gold. I'm the Dr. Lawyer Hooker. (laughs) Right there. Should have been on Adult (laughs) Swim somewhere in the 2000s. Somewhere. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dr. Hooker. Dr. Hooker Esquire.
0: Dr. Dr. Hooker Esquire is what I was looking for. You nailed it. So he saves this girl, Carol, from a thug. And then he wakes up the next morning in Carol's bed, completely naked, with no memory of what happened the night before. Initially believing... They had sex and they have a whole conversation about it. Neither one actually saying what they did the night before.
1: I don't know. And we get little clips of a dinosaur eating people. And <laughs> we do I, calling it a dinosaur is real fucking generous.
0: It's so generous because this well, yeah, it's a it's a high school costume from a basement. They're not hiding it. And
1: that's the part I think I love the most about it.
0: They lean into it and I love that. They
1: lean into the charm of it all.
0: Yeah. But eventually Carol discloses that um He turned into a dinosaur and ate somebody the night before.
1: (laughs) He's suddenly more horrified at the sex part than the dinosaur part, I think, being a a pastor.
0: He was like, we can't tell anybody about what happened. And she's like, yeah, probably not. That seems like people would give us funny looks. Yeah, that's Moida. It can't happen again.
1: Well, it probably shouldn't have happened the first time. (laughs) This is one of those weird meat cute scenes where they're having like the double (laughs) entendre conversation. But typically it's not about. Having sex with someone and becoming a dinosaur and eating people. It's one of the better double entendres. Big fan. I don't believe you.
0: Dinosaurs never existed. And even if they did, I don't transform into one.
1: <laughs> I love as they're going through this whole interaction. She says, I don't know much about God. And he says, I don't know much about dinosaurs. <laughs> So good. Fantastic! So good. all the
0: Oscars. Immediately, his reaction upon finding out he transforms into a dinosaur and eats people is what? Zoom in. What?
1: That's the part where he just plays it perfect, man. Oh, it's he so does so many of those little moments so well.
0: Unpersuaded by her suggestion to use his new power to fight crime and get rid of people they believe are beyond spiritual salvation, <laughs> he returns to the church for confession
1: as a pastor, not as, as a pastor. As a not confesse- yeah, exactly. He's, no, not as a confessor. He's the confess... How would that work?
0: Not as a confessee, as the confessory.
1: No? <laughs> uh, sounds like it comes from a bakery. Yeah, As a, as a priest. He goes is, as a priest. This is poor Hollywood. This is going to be confessory week. Well, you're going to bake me a cake and tell me your secrets. <laughs> uh, Get the Hollywood handshake. It's real sticky and gross. He's loving it. <laughs> Paul Hollywood's a gross, gross man. <laughs> Hiding yeah. behind those steely baby blues, though. I can see how you're fooled. It I get it. Draws you in with the look. And <laughs> then does. before you know it, sticky hands. That's the ultimate compliment you can get on Bake Off is the Paul Hollywood handshake. It's like, the man makes you earn it. He makes you want to be touched by him. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it really is like the ultimate creeper grift when it comes down to it. This guy's got figure it figured out. Make them want to be touched. <laughs> right, make it a reward.
0: At confession, for some reason, is Carol's pimp, Frankie Mermaid, played by Fernando fucking Pacheco fucking Castro. I think he earns every bit of it. So, Fernando, when, when offered the role of bad guy in this movie, was so excited that he came up with the name, the backstory, the wardrobe, the occupation of this pimp, He even went so far as to shave off part of his hair. The top
1: part is not a wig? Not a wig. He shaved off his own hair to make it look like he was bald. What backstory did he give himself? He openly says, My name's Frankie Mermaid. Ask me why. And they say, Why? He goes, Because I'm swimming in pussy. That's it. That's the backstory. (laughs) That's all the backstory you need, though. It's such a great line. (laughs) Frankie Mermaid. Ask me why. I think my favorite thing about Frankie Mermaid is when he's confessing, and then he confesses to killing a random priest's parents. He's like, yeah, I was sitting out here, and then one of you fucking turtleneck-wearing motherfuckers runs out, and I blew up his parents with a car. It's like, (laughs) there are probably only a few priests here, and you're- I can't imagine there's- You are admitting to murder. I love that he
0: opens up with like, well, I mean, just I guess I'll just start with the last four days. I uh, stole candy from a baby. Then I threw that baby in the river because, you know- (laughs) Snitches. (laughs) Snitches.
1: <laughs> Frankie Mermaid needs a spinoff. I
0: can't believe I'm saying that. I need the Or a true, prequel. I, I need the Frankie Mermaid story for sure. Um, actually, here's what I'm going to say right now. I recommend watching this movie on Amazon with ads because there is nothing better than Frankie Mermaid delivering the line. If you stuff dicks in your mouth like you're doing with that sandwich, I'd be a fucking millionaire by now. Followed by it's Toyota Thon. <laughs> Immediately from that line into oh commercials. God. No
1: notes. It would be even better if it was like a spoof commercial. Like, it's Toyota Thon! <laughs> come on in and see our new 2024 soup kitchens. <laughs> Yo cherry,
0: come on down to Frankie Mermaid's Toyota.
1: It looks like it's a real Toyota, but you gotta go around the back. That's where Frankie Mermaid's Toyota is. <laughs> Take it from Frankie. Go around back. Go around back and say, I know a guy. Tell him Frankie, Frankie sent Mermaid's. you. Come on down to
0: Mermaid Toyota. Tell him Frankie sent you.
1: You get one free glory hole with every oil change <laughs> at Frankie Mermaid's Toyota.
0: Oh, I would watch anything that they do with that character
1: anything at all anything he's like one of the greatest characters in cinematic history (laughs) he's one of my favorites in this movie probably my favorite actually (laughs) he's probably mine too. and everyone in this movie is my favorite he's just my most favorite the most favorite exactly but he's gonna piss off doug pretty badly past doug uh and doug is going to uh, kill frankie mermaid yeah he's gonna go uh I was
0: going to say full Velociraptor, but he really just goes hands. (laughs) He has, like, these Hulk
1: hand gloves that are (laughs) Velociraptor He punches his arms through the confession wall and just, is this where he rips his head off? I think he just slits his throat. He rips a head off at some point also, and it is just a mannequin head. And that happens a couple times, and they just (laughs) lean into a mannequin. But, yeah, he does just slit his throat here, and it is terrific. Watching Frankie Mermaid milk the death scene for all it's worth.
0: So good. Father Stewart learns of Doug's new power and encourages Doug to lose it and stop killing. It's wise words He's from like, hey. a priest man. He's like, Quit being a dinosaur <laughs> and keep your fucking job. He takes him to see Altair, the exorcist, played by Aurelio Voltaire, who is an actual musician. He's like, He has a, a Wikipedia page, it's got credits. And I want to tell you, some of his albums. Yes, please. Voltaire has released several albums, but these are just three because, you know, rule of comedy. The Devil's Briss from 1998. That is a fantastic title. Ooki Spooky from 2007. Love it. And my personal favorite, his 2011 album, Riding a Black Unicorn Down the Side of an Erupting Volcano While Drinking from a Chalice Filled with the Laughter of Small Children.
1: Perfect. That's
0: great. A great, great record. Great record. <laughs> He's an exorcist, and he wants to you know remove the the demon from within Doug.
1: Exorcism is bullshit, right? Sure, because religion's bullshit. Is that mostly why, yeah. or is it there other? The no reasons. such thing as demons. But if you do come across a demon, challenge him to a rock of competition. They can't say no. Exactly. That's That's those are the
0: rules. That is the rule. So for some reason, during the exorcism, we get a flashback to Father Stewart's time in the war. <laughs>
1: For reasons, and I love they just slap a blonde wig on this old guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's good enough, and they make him like act somewhat perky in a way, like youthful, not just elderly father. Like in war, (laughs) when you're having such a great time, it's like straight out of Mash, but not one of the sad episodes. (laughs) And he's got his
0: war buddy Ali, played by David Fucking Sokol, sure, (laughs) who's like. Hey man, you're gonna get back to that gorgeous girl of yours, and you're gonna start a family. You're gonna have five, maybe even eleven kids. I want you to spend 15 minutes with each one of them every day. Hell, name one of them after me. Name him after your war buddy, baby
1: Ali. Ali. <laughs> and, and then and, for reasons. For reasons.
0: When Ali Stewart, little Ali Stewart, asks you where he got that name, you tell him, "Oh, it's from my war buddy Ali, who." Made it through the entire war unscathed with a
1: smile. I love it so much because obviously, if you're with this movie, you should know at this point what's going to happen. Exactly what's going to happen. And the thing is, is that you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong because you're expecting this guy to get like shot or something like that and then he just drops comedically. But no, 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 no. We got to take it all away from Father Stewart. Because for whatever reason, Father Stewart's gal shows up in the woods of this war, she and they start just... she starts doing this run like oh Stewart, oh running at him, and as she gets a foot away with his arms wide open, Sarah <laughs> McLachlan style looking at a sick dog, she steps on a trip mine and explodes all over Father Stewart, all over him, and this movie, god damn it, I, I understand why he put. Directed, written, and edited by because this was a choice <laughs> not to cut away from this old guy covered in blood and just
0: absolutely for
1: so long dude.
0: doused and just looking so sad took the perkiness right out of him right out of it
1: first war Buddy
0: of Ali and then Adeline Adeline that was her name
1: which well, got blown up
0: now it doesn't really matter does it totally blown up uh, back in the present the exorcism fails Doug transforms into a Velociraptor. And uh, attacks Father Stewart.
1: That's not good, man. It's his mentor. It's his mentor. It's or his a... mentor, as he calls it, which is Pennsylvania for mentor. You know, this is a, a Pennsylvania ment- movie. A mentor. <laughs> that was gross. Like, watching this thing, I'm like, that kind of looks like Jersey a little bit. And then I looked into it, and it was Pennsylvania. So that's like, somehow, all the worst parts of Jersey just moved west. Jersey adjacent. Philadelphia's a gross fucking city, people. can't stress it enough
0: look it's not the cleanest city but there's stuff to do there like? heroin (laughs) I imagine come
1: on down to Frankie Mermaid's pharmacy we got the black tar in stock again Ask about the Frankie special. I'll shoot it right in your penis vein when the glory, oh, they're giving you (laughs) all chains to your Frankie Mermaid's Toyota-thon.
0: Oh, Frankie. You and your shenanigans. Schemes. He's always scheming. (laughs) We're led to believe that he kills Father Stewart, but uh, it turns out that he just takes one of his
1: eyes. That's it. He cut him up real bad, but. He's going to be okay. Minus one eye missing. Exactly. And I like how he has glasses on. So he just puts the patch over the glasses. <laughs> it's so good. No notes.
0: <laughs> so then Doug and Carol are going to hook up. For real this time. For real this time. Because like Doug no is entendre. like, oh, I killed my mentor. I'm going to go back to Carol and, you know, we're going to, she's going to comfort me.
1: I like how long the foreplay is in this scene. And it's like really artistically. Edited. It kind of does everything that the room does, but in reverse. Because with the room, there's so little foreplay and so much boning.
0: So much boning. And Even then in if this, it's not it correct.
1: Is like strictly foreplay.
0: All foreplay with green and red lights and zoomed in faces adjacent <laughs> to the picture. I, this is exactly were what it was. It knows exactly what it is. <laughs> Father Stewart wakes up in a camp of drug dealing Christian ninjas. Let that part sink in just for a second.
1: <laughs> this movie's so ninja filled And we're only just getting there, really. Yeah, we're
0: just we're finally getting to like the main villains of this movie. With uh, twenty minutes left. Christian ninjas are led by Wee Chan, who's played by Yang Fucking Jai Chang, who plans to sell highly addictive cocaine to people and then cut off the supply. Hoping that they'll, you know, have to go to church.
1: To get all a, You know what? In terms of schemes, not a bad one. Yeah, I mean At least he's alive. Frankie can't say that. I love how discreet this Christian man is being with everything. He, like, works out of a tent in the woods or whatever it is. Yeah. But he's like, what's your plan? He goes, opens, like, a basket. He goes, cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't go, like, oh, it's the devil's candy or something or other. No, just cocaine. Cocaine. But yeah, you get people
0: addicted to cocaine, cut off the supply, and they're gonna have to go to church, where he can eventually take them over and use them as part of his army. It's not a bad
1: plan. It's not a good plan either. Don't get me wrong, but it's not
0: a bad plan. Yeah, and he invites Father Stewart in to his plan. He's like, "Hey, help me out. You're a, you're a priest. You know how to lead." Father Stewart's like, mm, "Nah,
1: all that cocaine's gonna get caught up in my mustache. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to have cocaine for later." He's got, got a like
0: leftover. a full on Foxworthy. Yeah, he does yeah he does <laughs> and he pulls it off. It works, doesn't it? I mean, as far as handlebar mustaches go on priests, yeah, yeah, I think it does. It's a tough one to pull off, really It's, it's a, like it's a weird combination. you're flirting with
1: a little cultural insensibility too, because you're getting real close to a feminine shoe, but it's like cut enough, yeah, that it kind of just looks orange county chopper, if nothing else, but it works for the man. it works,
0: so Father Stewart gets killed for real this time. And Doug and Carol are confronted post, post-coital uh, with all of the ninjas.
1: <laughs> they are in their underwear, and the ninjas come in through the windows, and then they have to fight in <laughs> their fight underwear. the ninjas in their underwear. And then, of course, there's that lovely,
0: it's a good thing that they told us where they were hiding out before that guy died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, airtight. This whole movie
0: could be a perfect
1: submarine, could be a perfect space shuttle in outer space. It's yeah. flawless. He thought Absolutely. of everything. <laughs> when Doug and Carol go to confront Wee Chan, Doug is
0: stopped by Sam the White Ninja, who's played by Jesse Turrets. This has to be like a friend, right? This is like I, his friend from home. It must probably. be. I would imagine. Although the laughing scene. Is
1: so funny. So good. Because it goes on like family guy length. But it's not even just like one laugh. It cuts away. And so he does a brand laughs. new laugh. It's so good. <laughs> How many different ways can you possibly laugh? It doesn't matter. He's going to do them all. And like I thought it was a continuity thing, and that was me being stupid, for forgetting the movie I was watching. <laughs> Come on. Knowing that the genius that is Brendan Steer knew exactly what he was doing.
0: Exactly.
1: So Doug realizes
0: that Sam the White Ninja is his brother.
1: He doesn't realize it so much as Sam pulls down his little <laughs> mask, and he says, it's me, your brother. And then we get a flashback to like the parents- Sitting at breakfast with the dad's <laughs> like, "You're my only son, Doug." <laughs> this guy's standing there on like oranges aside. They're like in a car, and uh, the dad and the mom is in the back seat, and the dad's dropping off his son Doug to what he calls Priest College. Priest College. Yep. <laughs> and nowhere, this Sam the White Ninja pops up in the back seat looking sad because <laughs> he's not the only son.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's perfect.
0: Just dropping off my only son at Priest College. See, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Sam. But Doug, you've got a little trick up his sleeve here. He does. Sam has this uh, sword of the blood of their elders. He
1: calls it the blade of his ancestors. That's it. I'm pretty sure Doug would know about
0: this, too. The blade of his ancestors. So Doug uses telekinesis to take the the sword (laughs) from Sam because your ancestors are my ancestors.
1: I guess that's how it works. And he kills Sam
0: with the sword.
1: Sort of. We're made to believe he kills Sam with the sword for a long time. <laughs> and the way this movie sort of wraps itself up is Doug and Carol are going to fight more ninjas. But then there's like one super ninja who walks out of a tent and everyone like stops the fighting to look at the super ninja coming out. <laughs> and he's going to face Carol one on one, except he doesn't. Carol just stands there from yes. like 15 feet away. It might as well be the steamroller in Austin Powers. <laughs> Just no, that thing. Cause yeah. she just gets chopped across the chest without even a fight.
0: Yeah, just immediately. I like that. Whenever the the camera is focused on one fight, the people in the background are still there, just not
1: fighting. They're not fighting. They're holding a fight stance, though. Like, like we're gonna fight look soon. Busy. It's kind of like if you put the controllers down in Mortal Kombat. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're just bouncing around, <laughs> ready to go.
0: They're just doing. They're just doing the. Um to dance the capoeira. The the
1: dance. Yeah, there's the you dance. to do it, I don't mind. <laughs> the Junji. I have another IMDb trivia fact. I have a a gif I need to share with people about the Era, because <laughs> Phil Hot Take Hawkins sent me a gif of it and it Oh was, uh, man, did he ever? And it was Garfield. Garfield doing, doing the capoeira. <laughs> That's a capoeira. Apologies to all of Brazil for fucking up your dance fighting. Uh,
0: according to IMDb Police showed up to find out what was happening the day the movie's climactic fight was filmed. Though the scene was being shot in a relatively remote area of a park, people passing by could still see the actors and the set. Someone called the police to report that, quote, ninjas and someone in a short, fat dinosaur costume were running around in the park.
1: (laughs) That's with too much time on their hands. The camera was a giveaway of what was happening, Carrie. Yeah, come on, trying to clean up their neighborhood. No more of these Jesus ninjas. Rise in rural Pennsylvania here. I think one of the Amish is shooting a movie with their <laughs> electronics and their dinosaurs. The Amish. <laughs> hey, yo, you get back to Trader Butter and stop making dinosaur movies. I'll stick a Harrison Ford on you. I'll do
0: it. I'm pretty sure in this park right now that they're filming ninjas versus short, fat dinosaurs, and I don't know if they have the permits.
1: Uh, excuse me? Yin shooting a short fat dinosaur movie? Maybe you
0: could spray some water on them. Oh, I'm so gross. It's <laughs> <That's> the worst. <laughs> it's the absolute worst. you going to hop in your boot because of all the water? Yeah, you got to get in the boot because of the water. <laughs>
1: if you thought Canada was bad with their uh, boot, Ugh. boot. Coffee. Boot. Oh, I oh, I could buy that one because I'll slip in a jersey sometimes and say coffee. That yeah, happens.
0: But- it's still not quite the same.
1: It's not because I bathe and take care of myself in <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia. It does not. They call Italian
0: ice water ice, Yeah, but I hate it they so have much. a terrible accent, so they call it water
1: ice. What is the point of that? Because at that point, you're just messing <laughs> with the the phases of water. Yeah, itself. Of water. Like, yeah, if you make it hot, it'll just be steam. It'll be <laughs> Well, that'd water be steam, s- steam water. <laughs> oh, boy. Although
0: I do, I have to admit, I recently uh, drank from a cup that had ice in it previously that had melted. And I did call it melted ice water. Well, you're an idiot. Well, because it was a crucial step in the water's existence, because it used to be ice chilling a different beverage. So if I just said, I drank some water, it wouldn't really be communicating the full situation.
1: Are we in agreement that water that is from melted ice tastes totally different? Absolutely. Okay. I'm making sure I'm not the crazy one here
0: because I've literally had
1: this thought in my head for like 30 years and this is the first time I'm saying it out loud and I'm happy that this is like a thing. And uh, you know, I might just open up the whole basket of fun here of things I've thought about (laughs) (laughs) that I've never told people. Have you Ever had a cat lick your balls?
0: No, but I imagine it'd feel like sandpaper on sandpaper. Exactly. Okay, so that's a good one.
1: Have you ever looked at a grandmother and imagined her in her heyday to determine if she was hot or not? Oh, have I? Probably. Okay, I totally haven't. I just wanted to see where you were at. No, but I probably have. Okay. (laughs) Like if it was like a weirdly
0: hot grandma, I'd be like, man.
1: Well, there are hot grandmas out there. We know there are. But like, have you ever thought about like one? But like, I wonder if she was like when she was my age. <laughs> that old minx.
0: That old granny.
1: Like you think about like the shit you're doing now. Like, well, was my my grandma and grandpa did this at some point. They were shitheads too. They seem so sweet. Well, it changes when you become when it becomes my grandma and grandpa,
0: no longer interested in thinking about them and their shenanigans of their younger years.
1: No, and that's fair. But that just reminds me like a Bob Einstein joke. Of uh, God bless Bob Einstein. There's no God, obviously, but someone bless him. But uh, <laughs> he told this one joke at this panel for Kirby Enthusiasm. And out of nowhere, he's like, Do you guys want to hear a joke? And his crazy voice that he had. The joke was that uh a kid walks into mom and dad's room, and the dad is there in assless chaps, and the mom's in a cheerleader outfit. And the dad says, Come back in 20 minutes. And at 20 minutes, the dad's walking down the hall and walks into his kid's bedroom, and the kid's fucking the grandma. And he says, son, what are you doing? And the kid says, it's not so funny when it happens with your mother, is it?
0: <laughs> wow. That's um, there's that's what you just made me think
1: of with whatever it was that you said that made me think of that.
0: Fair. Uh,
1: I'm sorry or you're welcome. I'm not sure. Do you ever go to the bathroom at night? Yeah. And you have to change your underwears after because the the drippies? Like, I feel like at night, the drippies are a lot worse. The drippies are worse at night. That's what they say. That's
0: Are they or are they not? I don't think there's a difference in the drippies.
1: No? Like, you don't do, like, an incredibly violent shake in public, obviously, to make sure you <laughs> get it true. All. That's true. Because that's called jerking off in public. <laughs> which, as Paul Rubens found out, is a crime. Frowned upon, definitely. But at night, I mean, you could really rip the fuck out of that thing if you had to to make sure <laughs> you get all the, all the drippies, Right. If yeah, I suppose. So, why would it be worse at night? Because I feel like you're waking up, so your body and your the things that like the muscles that hold the peepees back aren't nearly <laughs> as strong because they're all sleepy, too. And you got sleepy penis muscles. Yeah. So,
0: so the drippies are trippies. like
1: escalated. It doesn't nope. matter
0: how much you shake and dance, the last two drops end up in your pants.
1: They're going to always end up there, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the Velocipastor? Yeah, I think I'm good for now.
0: I mean, do you have anything else? Have you ever used a glory hole at a Toyota dealership? <laughs> only at Frankie and Uh
1: And which side were you on? <clears throat> anyway. Do you ever think someone used a glory hole or they were really excited to use a glory hole at like a gas station or something? Like we're going to that gas station on the way to Reno on our road trip. Reno's college? a good choice. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and they're like there's this one glory hole in St. Louis on the way or something like you got to try this thing and <laughs> they go there but the glory hole's too small for this guy so he can't get it all the way in and he's just Ooh. like well oh, this is kind of sad i've been looking forward to this but also but also dick's huge <laughs>
0: i have mixed emotions about this moment
1: <laughs> you've had that thought right no never oh no, i
0: can't can't say that i've ever been <laughs> gotcha uh, <laughs> Wow, there's a lot to digest
1: there. The road trip
0: to <laughs> Reno, the glory hole in St. Louis, all of it.
1: Never been to St. Louis or Reno. have <laughs> never <laughs> been to Reno. I hear it's the biggest little city in the world or something. That's, That's small something want to to that small city is call themselves.
0: Effect. I hear their their
1: police force is rather inept. New boot scooting. How they live life. I feel like, like the way my brain's working right now is like, have you ever... <laughs> and then insert you- whatever i'm gonna say and it's you might be mid-30s and depressed at the end of it <laughs> yeah that's how that one ends every time i think every yeah, time. i'm pretty sure that's the punchline I me mean, shaking hard at the middle of the night making sure if you've drippies. ever
0: been really ripping your penis <laughs> at night to make sure you don't get those last couple <laughs> drops in your underpants you
1: might be in your mid-30s <laughs> and depressed you can just wipe your penis can't you Sure. Like, just get a piece of uh, toilet paper and just start r- rubbing on top of that sandpaper penis. You don't have mm-hmm. me either. I, you already told me.
0: But. Even then, probably going to get a couple drops.
1: <laughs> Bone dry. You haven't even peed, but you're going to go to sleep, like, in protest of having that last piss where you're going to get the drippies in your in your shorts. The drippies. I love it. <laughs> and you're still going to wake up with a couple drippies. Like, you didn't Always. fully piss yourself, but you got a couple drippies. Just couple because, drippies. As is tradition.
0: As is tradition. So while Doug is fighting off the remaining ninjas, he gets right. shot with an arrow by Wee Chan in
1: the leg. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but the arrow has anti-venom which stops him from transforming into a velociraptor.
1: This is a very specific anti-venom. This <laughs> is really specific.
0: It it prevents the the dragon warrior from emerging
1: or a velociraptor. Call him a veloc-
0: or a, you know, short fat dinosaur costume. <laughs> However, Doug's hands are immune to the anti venom, and he proceeds to kill Wee Chin using his dinosaur powers, among other techniques. This is where he rips off the head.
1: I love when he rips off the head. It looks like he's, like, almost taking out a light bulb almost because of this guy's round yeah. mannequin dome.
0: <laughs> and then his face is just sprayed with blood, and I love the close-ups on the mannequin head.
1: It's, like, the worst movie blood ever. It is red water. Yeah, it is. But it's part of the charm. But the mannequin head in itself, a lot of movies would just shy away from showing the mannequin head. Like, oh, he you the head off, whatever. This does a close up, <laughs> close up of <laughs> the head to lean fully in with the fake uh,
0: facial hair on it and everything. My
1: Absolutely. eyes drawn onto it.
0: Fantastic,
1: fantastic.
0: Doug then carries Carol to the hospital where she recovers.
1: It's totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. She got literally a cut across the chest. She was told. What happens with Sam again? Doesn't he come back? He has like another line of dialogue, like 10 minutes after he died. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> because why not? Uh, Doug, no longer a priest with a bounty on his head, plans to travel the world with Carol and continue their original idea of killing off criminals. Oh, God.
1: It's just, it's a thing of beauty, really. It's, it's an airtight script, airtight story. So good. It's about a priest being saved. From the Catholic Church. Right, so this is like an atheist wet dream, because it has dinosaurs, too. It also has dinosaurs. I'm going to go with a eight. Yeah, I- um, I love it so
0: much. I'm such a big fan, and really, it's a simple story. It really
1: is, except for all the shit that happen around it.
0: You know, like the flashbacks to the war. Yeah, eight. <laughs> Definitely an eight. Casting.
1: It's so good for it's these being literal no-name Surprisingly
0: people. good, considering uh, what Brendan had at his disposal.
1: It was not much, but at the same time, it was all he needed.
0: Yeah. Gets the job done. I mean, Fernando Pachico de Castro. I can't believe they got him. No notes.
1: I can't believe I, they got I him. I hope his I career blows him. up. <laughs> I have a good feeling it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just a feel, He's probably... Come on down to Frankie Mermaid's Toyota. Ask Frankie <laughs> to Paco to <De> Chico. <laughs> Casting Easy Six. E- easy
0: Six. I like that. I- <laughs> Definitely an easy one to call, middle of the road.
1: Absolutely. Protagonist, Doug Jones. I love him. I love him so much. The titular Velocipaster. <laughs> he has this like super intense look about him, which yes. honestly. This is going to be the craziest comparison I think I'll ever make. It reminded me of Leslie Nielsen. Whoa. He's playing it that level of deadpan. Wow. Those are some
0: props right there.
1: Those are some props. And they're right there. I'm going to go with a four. And don't call me sure. Easy four. Antagonist.
0: Uh, is it Christianity? Is it? Well, that's funny because, like, Brendan Steer
1: said in an interview with, I want to say, Variety. <laughs> Jesus, how? But I also say that, but somehow a lot of people know this movie, and it's streaming on a Everything? lot of places.
0: Yeah. Um, it might not have been Variety. It might have been, like, Slash Film. Um, he was writing this script. Basically, the idea came to him uh, from a, a typo, an autocorrect. In 2010, he was sending a message about a velociraptor, and it autocorrected to Velocipastor. And he's like, that's a good idea for a movie. Damn right it is. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, from there, he started working on the script. And he was like, do I want this to say something about the Catholic Church? What's the message I'm trying to. And then he was like, you know what? No, let's just make it fun and make it about a a pastor who turns into a velociraptor. So I don't think the. Uh, the If he says it, then it's a little
1: tricky. So the protagonist is just. Sin? Bad people? Ninjas? Crime? His brother? His brother? <laughs> Wee Chan? Uh, two. I felt two. the tension in the movie. There was tension. And therefore, there must be an antagonist. Is that how it works? Surely there is an antagonist. Screenplay. He wrote it 2010 to 2017-ish or whatever it was. Yeah, somewhere in there. He knew exactly what he was writing, though. He really did. Because of the style and the tone. For the screenplay, I'm going to go with a three. Yeah, I feel like that, that's fair. But next up is style and tone. Next up is style and tone. And I'm going to go with a nine.
0: Uh, I'm going to say a full ten.
1: Done. Sold. You do not have to fight me on that. <laughs> You're sitting there, like, with your hand, just in a, a circle. Like, I'm going to have to fucking rip this guy's priness. If he doesn't, <laughs> give me the ten. Get
0: okay, all the drippies. Oh, drippies. They're everywhere. Uh, apparently, while well, after filming, but before developing the film, they put it in the oven and baked it at 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, for 10 minutes to achieve. Is that the why the look. film looks like shit? Yeah. They baked it to make it look aged. And then he also achieved scratches on the film by dragging the unprocessed film along the surface of his bathroom because it was the only room in his apartment with no windows and the only one dark enough that it wouldn't expose the raw film.
1: So I remember doing all this bullshit with the filming and whatnot, like a Bolex. And with a oh, Bolex, you have to open the Bolex. side of the case yeah. under a blanket completely in the dark. And you have to change the film. And if any light gets anywhere close to a mile from you, your film's ruined. (laughs) And this guy is just casually dragging film. He's putting film in the oven. I would send off my film to the developer and I'd be panicking the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's baking it like Paul fucking Hollywood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. We came full circle. Dragging it around his bathroom. Why is his bathroom so dirty that he's getting all these scratches in the film? (laughs) Well, I got my rocks up,
1: literally. Well, <laughs> got what? a couple drippies on the floor there. Whoops. <laughs> you see, I had to pull all this gravel down because of all the drippies. It's kind of like a French drain in here. That's what Bob Vila told me was a good luck In order to drain that water down the edge, I put it in my bathroom from my drippies. Yeah, there's no windows in the bathroom, so you drag it around the floor. Then you put it in the oven.
0: That way you dry up all the drippies.
1: Since there's no windows in the bathroom, I just get to rip my fucking brainness to make sure we I- get it all.
0: <laughs> so yeah 10 for style and tone <laughs>
1: uh, next up is director if there were a god it would be him himself this is Brendan. <laughs> it's Brendan fucking steer he's so fucking good knew? Uh, he, he knew exactly what he was doing the entire way through and through Leaned knew in. the performances he was getting Set it Knew up how much he top. had to spend and uh, it is perfect the way he did this making movies really really hard he managed to make one and it's everywhere I'm going to go with it Eight? I like eight. I think eight's good. There's a lot of B-movies that don't reach this level of exposure.
0: There's a lot of B-movies with way bigger budgets that don't get this.
1: Next up is music. It's surprisingly good. I really don't remember much of it. No? No. I couldn't hum a single thing back to you if I wanted to, but I loved it. <laughs> so. I don't, I don't remember being upset by it, that's for sure. I'm gonna go with a, five. Five. That, right down the middle.
0: That's appropriate. Uh, next up is box office. Now, this movie only cost $36,000 to make.
1: That's ridiculous to me, but also not. Absolutely insane. I don't know if that's too expensive or not expensive enough.
0: It just feels wrong. Either way. It's fair. Okay. Um, this thing didn't have a wide theatrical release, so there's really no box office information to base this on. But the fact that they sold out their initial run of DVDs on Amazon, and it's now streaming across a ton of platforms, tells me they made the money back.
1: Somehow, somewhere, absolutely. What are you thinking?
0: Uh, Give it like a six, seven? Done.
1: Sold. Great.
0: Six it is. And the final category is impact on the industry. It's not high. I'm going to tell you right now. Brendan Steer did get offered a multi-million dollar contract for two sequels to this movie. Please tell me he said yes. He did. And the first one was going to be called Outback Dracula, set in (laughs) 1880s Australia, where a psychic lesbian schoolteacher teams up with the world's greatest adventurer to find her missing girlfriend and defeat Dracula and his golden army of undead.
1: Yep, I'm sold. i will buy my ticket right now. $1.5
0: to $2 million budget on that.
1: Still respectable.
0: Unfortunately, this was oh, in no. 2020, and as soon as the pandemic hit, the funding got pulled for this movie because people thought whoever was funding it was like, well, nobody's going to care anymore because of the pandemic. Movies just weren't getting made. It wasn't going to be worth it when it finally came around to development
1: time. However, now <laughs> you're uh, just teasing me. Velocipaster
0: Two has been crowdfunded uh, to the tune of like about 175 thousand dollars. More than enough. Is- That's perfect. In production. Uh, yes! <laughs> Best news you could have given me. So while the original was made uh, up in the style of the 70s horror martial arts exploitation film, the, uh, the follow-up joins our heroes as they venture to Italy in a film that takes inspiration from uh, giallo films like Suspiria, folk horror like Midsummer, and Cold War spy thrillers like
1: Rocky IV. It's set in the 1980s. I think that Brendan Steer needs to make one phone call. Just one, and he's going to have all the funding he needs for a long time. <laughs> and that phone call should be to Lloyd Kaufman. Absolutely, I Get think if you put those two up, uh, the trauma be... circle make more movies for us to talk about with our buddy cow from Experience Crime because trauma yeah. rules.
0: Brendan Steer would fit right in at Trauma. Uh, the the plot, by the way, of Velocipastor Two, Doug and Carol travel to the port city of Milan where they have to solve a series of murders committed by a mask slasher at an Italian fertility festival and Soviet spies Interpol's there, too. Yep, fine. I'm in. Here's my money. Take it all. Take my money. I want to see this immediately. Uh, As far as the industry. Yeah, it's like a three. Fine. On the whole, it's, yeah. I like three. (laughs) Three feels generous, and I'm here for the generosity. (laughs) That's going to give Pastor a total score of 55.
1: Dangerously close, really, really. Because wow. this is one of those rare times where me and you loved something, and we're under the critics and under the audience. Oh, wow, that is rare. Because the critics gave this sixty-one percent, and the audience gave it seventy-three percent. So we were. we're the assholes. We are somehow we uh we undersold this movie.
0: Wow, I can't believe that happened. We were too hard on the Velocipaster. Who <laughs> would have thunk it? But that means we don't have to chug our drinks, which is nice. I'm okay with that. That is true. Uh, but now I think it's time for you to beer us our next
1: movie. So, what are we talking about next week, Dave? Well, Brian, I have a surprise for you. And, listeners, I have a bigger surprise for you because Brian doesn't know this yet, but mommy and daddy are fighting. Uh oh. You picked a dinosaur movie and it pissed I... me off because my next movie was <laughs> oh, going to no. be a dinosaur movie. My to bad. Which I said. Nay, I will not let Brian out-dinosaur movie me. So next week, we're talking about a dinosaur movie, Brian. I'm very excited. What movie? And Kyle from Experience Grind Podcast is going to be joining us to talk about this dinosaur movie, Brian. Oh, boy. And the plot of this movie, Brian, is an evil scientist, implants the brain of murdered high school student Michael into a Tyrannosaurus. He escapes, wreaks vengeance on his high school tormentors, and reunites with his sweetheart, Tammy. Because what we're going to be talking about is the Paul Walker and Denise Richards movie from 1994, (laughs) Tammy and the T-Rex. Wow. Um... I don't you don't get to that. out dinosaur movie no. me brian i'm i'm sorry that i unwittingly tried you tried and motherfucker you're going to fail i've Tammy never seen this movie
0: and the T-Rex. this is the
1: most ridiculous plot i've ever seen in my life i cannot wait to watch this movie
0: i'm extremely excited
1: and next I've week
0: never Tammy of the movie. and the t-rex <laughs> Until then, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can get all of our links on our new Linktree. It's a uh, you know linktree.e slash beer me a movie. You can listen to our podcast on whatever platforms. There's links to all of our social media. There's a link to our Patreon where this month we're doing a beer me a record with the old bat out of hell. Goddamn right we are. Great record. Great record. You can uh, email us your your picks and your questions and comments to pod at gmail.com. We did get an email from Phil Hot Take Hawkins.
1: Hi, Phil! Before you do that, I want to read his comment. Okay. So we don't, we don't, I don't want to give Phil that much attention. Like, let him have the spotlight for a hot second, but then let's go and away. yank so it. Rip it. Get all the peepees out. Oh, yeah. And them you dribbies. Let the dribbies <laughs> drip. <laughs> uh, Phil said that the Velociraptor is a blatant ripoff of his 2015 script Rabiceratops, and I demand R- compensation. Which I have a question for Phil: Is it about rabbit triceratops or rabbi triceratops? It's definitely rabbi Ceratops. It has to be. <laughs> Every time they kick, oi! <laughs> Otherwise,
0: how would you even? How would it be the same ripoff with the pastor? Do you think that
1: uncircumcised people and circumcised people have different dribbies? Probably. Interesting. Like, do you think that the foreskin is used as like? like a drippy catcher? drippy catcher?
0: or like a drippy director? i don't know. i it's, uh, that's tricky. guiding the dribbies?
1: if you got that foreskin right in let us know how your experience is if you don't write us Nando, let us know if your you did not uh, <laughs> if you did not
0: witness the voltaire's 1998 album the devil's briss uh,
1: <laughs> let us know how your dribbies fall. the demon cold prevents me um Cutting off the top of the penis.
0: So Phil, actually, he his email is good form, Phil. He immediately followed up after his pick was chosen, uh, Only the Strong, out of the way. His next recommendation, times two, because he's a patron, is the 1999 cannibal horror dramedy Ravenous, with Guy Pierce, David Arquette, Robert Carlisle, Neil McDonough, the principal from Ferris Bueller, who looks like he diddles kids and then got arrested for possessive <laughs> child pornography and soliciting a 14 year old to post <laughs> for new photos. It's funny. It's weird. It's got an eclectic soundtrack. And I used to watch it every year for my birthday for some reason.
1: That is a weird anniversary movie to watch. That has been
0: added to the list twofold for you, Phil.
1: If you don't want to watch that movie or hear us talk about that movie, send submit in your, your picks.
0: own picks. Exactly. Uh, and you can do that through our email, like I just said, or you can. Do it on our Facebook, where we also put up a a recording post every week, where you can ask your questions and comments about the specific
1: movie we're talking about. You guys did not disappoint this week, because we got a number of them. I will start off with Donnie. He's always in his element. Always. Always. He asked, who is the best villain? Franklin Mermaid. Sam, best laugh ever. And whoever made that Velociraptor costume? (laughs) Ooh. I like how we called him Franklin Mermaid. Franklin like, Mermaid. <laughs> Use his, his, his Christian given name. name.
0: <laughs> um, I'm, I have to go Frankie Mermaid, obviously.
1: He's the, the greatest. I he's, mean, sorry, Donnie, to disappoint you if you had a different answer, but he's got his own <laughs> Toyota with a glory hole and soup kitchens and oil changes. It's in the there's back. A, there's a whole backstory on this guy. Just ask him. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that. that uh, Brendan Steer was the person who made the dinosaur costume back in high school. So I have a good I don't feeling want to hold it that. against him.
1: Multi-talented. <laughs> Donnie also wants to know what has the better opening text? Star Wars opening crawl or VFX Car on Fire.
0: <laughs> I'm a big fan of VFX Car on Fire. I gotta be. I honest. I am
1: too. I it's so perfect. It's not trying to impress me with its words. Right. Like the purpose of film is to show not tell Georgie Lucas, what are you doing? Telling all that. <laughs> Show me! That's a whole movie you had there! It is. And then you do prequels about trade federations and racism or something.
0: (laughs) Midichlorians.
1: That's right! Jeff Miners wrote and he said, So, you're going for an evening walk and you see a man transform into a dinosaur, then start Mm -hmm. fighting crime. Do you A. Go to the nearest bar, B. Get an ice cream cone, or C. Arby's? (laughs) He said, doesn't matter which chance you choose. You already saw some shit. No one's going to believe you, see. Might as well celebrate. That's fair. Jeff's on to something. <laughs> I'm hitting all three. Yeah, I think I might agree because, like, I'm going down the list of where I want to be in my sobriety. And as I'm getting drunker, I feel like the ice cream would be a real nice coating to that belly. And yeah. you just wreck it with the meats.
0: And then it's like, you know what? I need the meats now.
1: You got to nuke your tum-tum with the meats. Yeah. Jeff? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Last we have is Michael Hannum. He's got a wedbed behead for us. Oh, behead with the, the mannequin? Possibly. But he wants to know wedbed behead. Defenders of the Catholic Church. <laughs> Flat earthers. Oh, or God. dinosaur existence deniers. Which he says, <laughs> probably is a technical name, not looking it up. That's which fair. is good for you, because that's going to be in the Google search history, And you're going to get weird shit. Oh, okay. All right.
0: I feel like the least problematic of those three are the Catholic Church defenders. You could probably find one in there that's worth marrying. (laughs) Okay, possibly.
1: So, what are you going to do with them?
0: I'm going to wed a Catholic Church defender because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a part of the
1: Catholic Church, right? But we are swerving right now. This is interesting. And keep um, going.
0: Uh, I'm going to bed a flat earther because they spend a lot of time on the internet.
1: What's that have to do with it?
0: It just means they've probably seen a lot of other weird stuff on the internet. And are you suggesting you have out.
1: weird stuff, or that you're going to do weird stuff? Going to do weird stuff with a flat
0: earther, What'd and you- then obviously <laughs> got to obviously have to behead a dinosaur
1: designer because that bitch don't know about Pangaea. Dinosaur existence denier. Yeah, fine. So we're swerving, buddy. I'm not going your direction this time. That's, that's fair. Because I am absolutely killing the Defenders of the Catholic Church. Absolutely. (laughs) like Not a second thought. Because I think it's going to be funny in the afterlife when I say, where'd you go? And they say, in the fucking ground, like everyone else. And that's it. (laughs) I think I'm going to bed a dinosaur existence denier. Mm -hmm. And mostly because I could just say something as simple as, like, you can't say that. They found big bones, speaking of. nah. The Todd's got one in his pants. High five. (laughs) Fossil five. I'm going to marry a a flat earther because they're going to be like, the earth's flat, husband. And I'll be like, nah. Nah. That's it, because that argument is now over, because it it clearly is not.
0: See, I feel like flat earthers and dinosaur designers are are the same level of stupid, but at least flat earthers spent enough time on the internet.
1: But the internet makes people dangerous, dangerous people, as we have learned. No right answer. I can't believe we're going to say it.
0: (laughs) This is like a first for us. You can deny flat Earth and not be religious, or you can accept. You can deny round Earth and not be religious, and that's. I'm into that,
1: Mike. I think you've officially stumped us on one. You've got us. Well done, and everybody else. Well done. Your questions. Well done on listening. Yeah, it's an effort. Sometimes I'm surprised how many of you've seen this movie. You guys are all the best. Brian, do you have anything else?
0: No, that's it for me.
1: Fantastic. Next week, we're sticking with the dinosaurs, baby. We're talking Tammy the T Rex. We'll see you then.